I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Well, hello there and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Ooh, look at you just slowing it down. I'm just feeling rhythmic today. Well, we are both drinking tea. Yep, it's true. Dori is drinking an herbal tea called Nighty Night (laughs) and it is 11 in the morning. So if I fall asleep in the middle of this recording, it's the tea. Well, you know what? That's what you need to do to take care of yourself. So I will let it happen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Listeners, welcome to the show. A friendly reminder that any prod, prod, I was going to say prodcasts. I like that. Any products. Yes, it is. Any products we mention, which guess what? I have some new ones to mention today. You can find on our website, which is forever35podcast.com. You can also find uh, merch for the show there, or you can find it at forever35merch.com. Yeah. And you can listen to the new show that we are executive producing. G Thanks just bought it. So many great recs. Waterproof know, backpack. Do you know what? I just, as you're mentioning G Thanks right now, I realized I had a dream about the waterproof backpack <laughs> that is causing a stir in the G Thanks podcast It community. is causing quite a quite a stir. I had a dream about it. I don't own it yet, but I had a, and now that you say this, I'm remembering my dream about that backpack. I'm going to get it for you. It'll be wish fulfillment. Good Lord, what's going on in my brain. I know. Uh, and you know, if you want to just call us and chime in about anything we talk about, you can leave us a voicemail at 781-591-0390 or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever 35 podcast. And the password there is serums. We welcome all reviews on Apple Podcasts. But we especially welcome the five star reviews. Yes. Thank you so much for those, especially <laughs> the one stars. Look, 
If you got to express yourself. They're probably not even still listening. So why are you even talking to them? Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be diplomatic here, <laughs> you one stars. Uh, and anything we mention uh, in addition to the website, what, what the fuck am I talking about? You can also follow us on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast and on Twitter at Forever 35 Pod. And we're not on TikTok yet, but we just... But keep an eye out for Kate Spencer. Learning dances <laughs> and putting them up on TikTok because I have gotten into TikTok this week. I don't think it's self-care. I think it's like a full-on distraction. Mm-hmm. But I have been TikToking up a storm. It's very fun. And then Googling all who's dating each other in the TikTok world. Yeah. It's really fun. So if anyone wants to talk... Do you have a fave? Well, I'm obviously very into Charlie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Addison, mm-hmm. Avani. I think Avani, some of these hype house people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go on and mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Not as much into the Sway House guys. Okay. There, I have so many questions about TikTok. Why do they all have haircuts from like teen boy idols of 1992? Why yes. do they all wear dangling George Michael cross earrings? There's just a fat, like the fashion alone in TikTok specifically, I could talk about it's for the days. the 90s, that like tie-dye sweatpants. It's just bizarro to me, but yet I'm enthralled and slash I want a sweatsuit. Like okay. I want a cool m- one monotone sweatsuit. I'm being so influenced by the teens right now. Wow. Yeah. But I'm 40 and it will not look like nothing. Everything I do will look like I am an older person trying to assimilate to teen culture. Or you might just look cool. I I think I creep shot at a cool mom a few weeks ago and sent it to you. I was like, look, no, no, no. Just out in the wild. I was like, look at this cool mom. (laughs) She's wearing chunky shoes, chunky sneakers and like leather leggings or something it was like nine o'clock in the morning on a saturday wow leather and she was toting her two like adorable children around and i was like that's a cool mom (laughs) you're out there leggings mom leather leggings mom hit us up kudos to you hit us up uh dory so in addition to tiktoking i got some new prods I cannot wait to hear. About and I'm them. like fully obsessed with every single one. I just wanted to give them a little bit of a give them a shout out. Can I just ask? Yes. What inspired you to buy these prods? Where had you heard about them from? And what were you hoping to get from them? So my friend, Emily, mm-hmm. Emily Barth Eisler, who's mm-hmm. a great Instagram follower, mm-hmm. uh, is I would give her the moniker expert on quote unquote green beauty. Okay. She writes a lot about it. Okay. She knows a lot about it. Yep. So I like to kind of pick her little brain, chat with her about it. Um, like I said, she's a great follow for anyone interested or curious about uh, green beauty products. And she had recommended a couple, she'd recommended Josh Rosebrook a bunch. So I really wanted to try some of his products. So then I just happened to... Hadn't friend of the pod, Joanna Rakoff, also recommended Josh Rosebrook? Yes. Yes, I remember this. Josh Rosebrook, if you're listening, we're on to you now. I've sniffed you out. And you know I love a mist. You love a mist. So I tootalooted over to the Detox Market website. (laughs) Sorry, Sammy. I did. I tootalooted. One, it was like a Sunday. I was like, you know what? I'm going in. I think there was like a discount code because okay. I don't. I don't think I've ever ordered off of Detox Market. And we, you and I had talked about bar soap for our face. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I had just had kind of like, I want to try some new products. I want to dip a toe into the green world. And I bought Josh Rosebrooks. Well, I bought like basically a whole regimen. Let me okay. start from. Let me start from the beginning. Okay. I bought facial cleansing sponges. Wow. Okay. A company called, I believe it is pronounced Audacity. Cool. They're little round sponges. They come completely like paper thin flat and you put them in water mm. and they expand like a, mm-hmm. a little like uh, toy you would get in a cereal box in the 80s. Yeah. So I start with those. Then I got the Osmia Black Clay Facial Soap. Mm. It's like a nice chunk and I keep that in a little dish and I wet my sponge mm-hmm. and then I rub that all over this black soap and mm. then I wash it and I love this soap. I love wow, it okay. Then I pat my face dry. Mm-hmm. 
Then I spray this Josh Rosebrook Hydrating Accelerator Mist. Ooh, so it accelerates the hydration. I believe so. Okay. Now, I mentioned this product on Instagram and a lot of people were raving about it. I think it's got kind of like a cult fave vibe. Okay. So I spray this all over. I like how it smells. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then I put the Dr. Alkytus Nourishing Treatment Oil on. That's the one I bought. Okay. Or I use my Vintner's Daughter Still Love. Okay. Or sometimes I combine the two. Oh. But this Dr. Alkytus nourishing oil, I find my skin just kind of like slurps it up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm really giddy today. I have just been loving all of these products. Normally, like when I give myself a little product purchase, there's one that I'm like, meh. Yeah. Everything is like an all-star. Wow. Yeah. Like I'm not using any serums. I'm not. No retinol. Nothing. I'm just doing that. Yeah. And, I, and plus the sunscreen. And I'm loving it. I'm living for it. You know, it's still fun to discover new prods. Yeah, I love this for you. On the pot. Well, good. I would hate it if you were like, I'm, I'm fair about this for you. <laughs> so, you know, I recently moved, as I've oh, talked I about, know. ad nauseum. It's okay. Moving is crazy. And so I had to pack up all my prods and then unpack all my prods. And reorganize my prods. And you know what? I have so many fucking prods. Say prods one more time. Prods. Prods, <laughs> prods, prods. You know, it's funny. I I don't know. I was looking at my bathroom recently and I was like, I like how Dory's bathroom is organized with all her prods. You do have a lot of prods, but I feel like you are on top of them. Like, you know yeah, what you have. You use I do. them. So, but you were feeling overwhelmed by the amount. I was just like, oh my gosh, I have. And you know what was interesting too? I don't have a ton of makeup, but I do have a lot of lip glosses. Oh, interesting. Like colored? Like a they, tinted? They're all vaguely the same color. <laughs> they're like different shades of the same color. Uh, I know that experience well. I do the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, why do I have so many of this essentially the same lip gloss? Because lip gloss is like jeans. Like you're always hunting for like the ex perfect, yeah, the pair, perfect pair. But instead you just buy like many similar pairs. Totally. So, Dory, did you do a declutter of these prods? I did. I did one before we moved. Um, I gave a bunch of prods away. But I still have a lot. I also, for the first time, I think I'm, I'm really trying to put like with like. Whereas before, I do feel like, like I had cleansers in like five different places and I don't even use cleansers that much. You don't really even wash your face anymore, right? You just do like I a water it. splash? I I do micellar water at night. And then if I shower, which I don't do that often, if my face feels dirty, I'll give it a wash in the shower usually. But I was like, oh, I have a lot of cleansers. Like, where did all these cleansers come from? You know? And like, yes, people do send us stuff, which is awesome. Um but yeah, it was very much like, oh, I have a lot of stuff. So I'm going to try and like work through some of it and get rid of the stuff that I'm not using and, and just try to be more selective about what I do purchase. So that's exciting. But that's exciting that you found a bunch of stuff that you really like. I'm kind of jealous. You can try it all if you want. Okay. Thanks. Wait till you see these sponges. I can't wait to see them. <laughs> Love a sponge. I'm very excited. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes I do think I, 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 the, I'm excited that I like all these products. Yeah. But I did do the thing where I'm like, I want to buy stuff. Like it was a little mm. bit of that re like reactive, like I've got an itch that I need to scratch. Yeah. So in this situation, it worked out nicely that I, I happened to like all the things I found. The, I felt like the price points were pretty good mm -hmm. and I used a discount code. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes this happens where I'm like buying things, you know, mm. and then it's like. But none of them, I don't love all of them. And then I just let yeah. stuff pile up. So I, I would like to be more mindful of that practice, especially okay. as we talk about consumption and yes. waste and all, all that. Yes. Um, I will say, well, no. Some of the things I bought, I was really pleasantly surprised like by the packaging. But other things, still plastic. So Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I also understand there's cost involved. Yeah. And, you know, et cetera. Etc. Yep, 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 yep. What else is happening with you? Well, I'll tell you. Jessica Simpson's audiobook is what's happening with me. Oh, is it good? It's so good. Oh, wow. Okay. It's 
so good. Day and night, Jessica Simpson's voice is just pumping out of my phone. Okay, should I listen to it? Yeah, I would re- I would recommend the audiobook. Okay. I I find it it's really really good. That's I mean, Great. I don't know what else like right currently I'm in her talking about her look. I'll give you a, a spoiler alert warning, but this is a person's real life, so it's, it was all news stories. But her emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville, she mm. talks about addiction. She talks about um, abuse that she experienced as a child. It's incredibly poignant and open and fascinating. Uh, and of course, her marriage and her virginity and her relationship to God and Christ and her parents. And I mean, I am just here for it's really good wow okay Jessica Simpson and I share a birthday oh so you've always felt a certain affinity for her always felt a bond a July 10th bond well she is one of those people that I like I do feel like I kind of like grew up with her totally as she's talking I'm like oh right I remember your like the moments in my life that your career was yeah she talks about auditioning for the Mickey Mouse Club and how she lost didn't get it but Brittany and christina got it i wish i did not know that she had also been a part of that auditioning group it's really good that is a recommendation for y'all i'm excited to get into it also she's deep into therapy like she talks about her self-care practices a little bit therapy twice a week amazing can we get jessica simpson on this podcast i mean what would it be like like it seems I don't think it's like that far outside the realm of possibility. Imagine if she came to my house hey, to record. If you're listening to this podcast and you work for Jessica Simpson's publisher, or if you're I know Casey you, Cobb, I know you're out there. Show yourself, please. Hook it up. Hook it up. We want to talk self care with Jessica Simpson. We do. That would be fun. We're putting that out into the universe. Let's put that on the big guest vision board that we make in our heads. Yes. Um. And another thing I did, as you know, Dory, is that I. Got our Forever Thirty Five in Gmail inbox to inbox zero. You did. It was a it was a monumental task. But what's hilarious <laughs> is that it created more stress for you while alleviating stress for me. And I think this is a good thing to talk about because not everyone's brains work in the same way. It's true. So tell me your experience. Well, okay. I will. I just will say. I, I need to say that I'm very grateful to you for doing this. It was a pleasure. Because we had this shared inbox, which, you know, if I could go back in time. Same. I would not have done a shared inbox. So much that we did not know. Yes. Two years ago, starting this podcast. Number mm-hmm. one, one inbox doesn't work. One inbox for two people is just a bad idea. And also two people doing like booking guests, yes. dealing with advertising, receiving pitches. It just, it, it, it just, and we're slowly digging ourselves out of this and setting up other systems. But yeah, so I just want to say that was a mistake. And I appreciate your trying to like wrangle this beast because it is a beast. It was a beast. Um, and respond to emails that, you know, we had both missed or, you know, it just, there was a lot. Um, that said, when I opened our email yesterday or the day before, and it was like, your inbox is empty. I, and I knew, like, I knew you hadn't deleted everything. You had said to me very clearly, like, everything is in these folders. We have this to-do folder. We have this ads folder. We have a guests folder. But it was like, your inbox is empty. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, where is everything? And then I, like, clicked over to the ads folder. And I was like, uh. And then I clicked onto guests. And I was like, Mah. And then <laughs> I was just like, I closed it. I literally closed the tab. I was like, I can't handle this. Actually, I did. I searched for I was like, there's this person I know I need to I need to respond to. I'm going to search for their email. So I searched for it. And I was like, OK, I need to get out of here. So... It was very stressful for me. (laughs) So what I have done is I set up a a forward to my personal Forever 35 podcast email, which we now have personal emails set up on our Forever 35 podcast uh, server. Um, So Kate can do whatever she wants with the Forever 35 podcast. File it. Gmail. You can file to your heart's content. You can keep that shit at inbox zero. <laughs> like, do not let one message go unread. 
Um, and I can kind of live in my managed chaos of my personal inbox. What's so interesting, though, is that you are on top of a chaotic inbox. Like you have a system because I experience it where like every day at a certain time you sit there and you respond to emails because they all come through. I do. And you don't miss stuff. And I don't know how mentally you know what needs to be responded. It's it's just interesting to me. It's interesting to me because I stuff will come in and I'll see it and then I just it just is gone to me. And if I go and look at a full inbox, it just all I see are letters. Like my brain cannot focus in on anything or know. And, and I'm starting to understand this about myself as a 40-year-old. Mm -hmm. uh, but so for me, seeing stuff, replying right away, and then moving it mm -hmm. makes me, I know that it's getting done. For you, that does not work. No. Which I apologize for imposing my will over the Gmail No, inbox. someone's will had to be imposed. <laughs> I won this battle. I mean... Will. I am when it comes to email, I'm like a chaotic neutral. <laughs> That's awesome. But I admire that. I think it's cool that your brain works that way. Because it works. It's not. Yeah. It hasn't failed you. No. I mean, as my life, my as my life has gotten more sort of complicated and I've had a kid and I have I'm juggling all these balls in the air. I have had to like impose systems um, to just make things work for me like you know keeping my calendar my calendar is like pristine pristine and also like everything is in my calendar so if you look at my calendar and you're like oh are you busy on tuesday at two and it's like if it says i'm free i'm free you know oh i know um so that's one thing. And then also, I actually, I know some people find these annoying. I actually find the Gmail nudges to be really helpful. I do too. I really like them actually because, look, I'm not infallible. Every so often, an email slips through and Gmail's like, <clears throat> excuse me, tap, tap. Don't worry. I think you meant to respond to this. And I'm like, you know what? I did. Thank you, Gmail. Um, but you know, sometimes I like literally wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat being like, oh my God, I forgot to respond to that email. So, you know, nothing's, it's not perfect. Well, you know, no system is perfect. Correct. Like uh, the systems of, of anything as we're seeing in our yeah. nation. Oh, wow. Oh, let me tie it to politics. <laughs> okay. But, you know, but nothing, there's no perfect system. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. always going to be a, a break in the dam. Yeah. And I think, you know, we have, we have like, for the most part, found systems that mutually work for us. It's kind of some sort of miracle, to be yeah. honest. Like, that's why it was actually hilarious to me that this was where we diverged, because yeah. I feel like we're pretty um, in sync, if you will. Not to tie it back to... Bringing Jessica it back Simpson to the 90s. Book, but <laughs> talks about kissing Justin Timberlake. Oh, wow. They shared a kiss. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, should we take a break? Let us pause. And when we come back, we are going to be talking to an amazing woman. An incredibly accomplished television writer, Sierra Teller Ornelas. And I think I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So we'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And 
What I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with glorious Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, mm -hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like 
keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Our guest today is Sierra Teller Ornelas. Sierra, welcome to Forever 35. Hi, thanks for having me. We're so glad you're here. Before we get started, we are going to just read a brief bio and then we'll go from there. Sierra has previously staffed on many awesome TV shows, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Superstore, Happy Endings, Splitting Up Together, and Selfie. She is the co-creator and showrunner of the upcoming Peacock show, Rutherford Hall's Rutherford Falls, starring Ed Helms. Sierra's work has been featured on This American Life, the New York Times Opinion Section, and the Hollywood Reporter's Guest Column. A graduate of the University of Arizona, she previously worked as a film programmer for the Smithsonian's National Museum of the American Indian, helping to create ridiculously entertaining programs about Native film and media. Raised in Tucson, Arizona, she is also an award-winning sixth-generation Navajo tapestry weaver and currently resides in Los Angeles, California. We're so cool. pumped you're here. We know you are super busy making TV shows. <laughs> but we appreciate you taking the time to of talk course. to Thank us. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so Sierra, to get started, we cool. would love to have you tell us a little bit about your background and your career and what the leap was like from the Smithsonian to TV writing. Sure. Um, before I start, yat a Sierra Dallasian she, tapahe nishle, nakaid net bachachin, tohangli nitishache, do nakaid net additionally. Hello, my name is Sierra. Um, I am born of the Edgewater clan and for the Mexican people. Um, I am Navajo and I have to always begin when I talk to a group by starting with my clans. Um, yeah, I worked for the Smithsonian for about five or six years um, as a film programmer. It was awesome. I got paid to write about movies and watch movies and we did these really, really amazing film programs. And it was a really kind of amazing time in native film. Um, like Taika Waititi, who just won an Oscar, we like programmed his films when I was an intern. And, uh, and so it was just like, so it was such a cool time. Um, and I just was very inspired. I always grew up wanting to write for TV or make movies. And that was like sort of my goal. And I, uh, after college, I Googled native American film internship. And like one of the few options was, um, the National Museum of the American Indian and they had just opened their new museum like four months prior um, on the mall in DC. So a six month internship sort of turned into a six year job and then it kind of got a, a little stagnant and the um, 08 or what was it? 09 crisis. The like the big crash happened and there was like threatened uh, us of, like getting furloughed because we were like government employees and it just seemed like the world was ending. And I kind of was like, I need to make a big swing. Like I didn't have any kids yet and I didn't have a lot of debt. And so I was like, what are we going to do? And so I applied for this program um, that was in New Mexico where they taught you how to write for television. And I wrote a bad 30 rock and I'd written other scripts and short films and things like that. But, um, but yeah, and I got in, I used up all my annual leave and all my <laughs> sick days and went out there and wrote an okay 30 rock and applied for a bunch of programs and got into some of them. And so I broke up with my very nice boyfriend and, quit my good job and um, moved out to Los Angeles and then got into the ABC Disney program. Um, sorry, my, I have a, a sore throat, so <laughs> I sound very husky. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and so came out here in 2010 as a Disney fellow 
and I'm one of the like positive stories when it comes to diversity programs. And I um, got uh, placed on a show called Happy Endings, which was in its first season. And they liked me enough to keep me all three seasons. So a lot of times writers who are in these programs are on single season shows or they, they don't move up. And I was very lucky enough to get representation and to move up and to stay on the same show. And, um, and so then that went three seasons. And then after that, I signed with Three Arts and um, have staffed ever since. And then a couple of, like a year and a half ago, we sold Rutherford Falls with Mike Scher and Ed Helms. We co-created the show, um, began as a project that the two of them had started. And then I was brought on a little later and, and we just kept developing it and developing it. And now we're on like week five of our writer's room. Wow. And it's really, really exciting. It's been really great. We have um, four other native writers in the room and, and uh, it's just, it's a real dream come true. And you are running the room, correct? I'm running the room, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's really, really cool. I'm about to hire some like friends and people I've worked with before, and um, and some really new, cool, interesting writers, and it's it's been really wonderful. And since we are very self care focused, you mentioned you have a sore yes. throat. How do you manage the stress of that position? Because it's not just work. I mean, it's you're hiring, you're bringing new people in, you're fostering creative development and people's careers. What are some practices that you have for for helping you kind of exist in a space where you can show up and be your full self every day? Um, well, I mean, I've worked on different shows where like sometimes it would be stressful. And like when I was lucky enough to like have an office, I always just make my office exactly what I want it to be. So like right now, um, it's most offices when you go into writers' rooms, it's just like white walls, very blank, very kind of like sad office corporate kind of <laughs> vibes. Um, and so I'll bring in like a lot of art, or I put um, I have my friend Jacqueline will do this thing where she just takes like huge swatches of fabric that she likes and just pin them to those cork boards, and then you can pin stuff on top of them. So like, um, so, and then I, I brought in like Christmas lights to make the lighting the way that I wanted it. Um, when I had a window on Superstore, my boss would always say my office was like a bordello. Cause like the lights were all covered with like scarves and I had like a succulent garden going and like during my lunch break, if I was just like a little depressed, I would go in and like, just, you know, propagate some succulents and, and, uh, I like, you know, nice smelling candles and, and things like that. And I really try to make it, um, I know a lot of friends who are very superstitious and the more they decorate their office, they're like, we could cancel them off to carry all this stuff out. But I really am just like, I want this to be as nice as humanly possible because like, depending on the show, you can be spending hours like in your office. And so when we, I have a really great assistant named Austin and like four or five days before we came in and really great, like the people, the producers and stuff really facilitated us putting up a bunch of art on the walls. We covered the walls with native art that I had collected for many years and then um, and just like, you know, bought out Ikea for blankets and, 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 and lamps. And um, this one of the writers on staff, Bobby Wilson is a really amazing Dakota muralist. And we hired him to come in three days earlier and do these like murals, like these giant canvas paper pieces that have been put up on the walls. Cause you can't actually put anything on the walls. Um, it's like a weird union thing that he, he um, painted these incredible uh, murals and it's just like, you walk in and it feels like a native space and it feels like you're being transformed and it's not like a regular office. And, and it's just really nice. And it's like, I worked in a lot of offices where like the show owner is obviously very busy and like no judgments, but like there's not a lot of thought put into where we are, like even just like getting the offices cleaned, you know, because you have so many other things to think about. And then I've worked on shows where like a showrunner who's had a show, you know, has had three shows and their offices are always like very decorated and very um, curated. And I was, I always thought like, if I ever get the chance to have a show, like I'm going to do all that. I'm not going to pretend like I, I don't want to do it. So um, yeah. That sounds like it is really meaningful. <laughs> it is it's nice and i will say too like when when people who come in um like marketing people or whatever come in to see the offices they they get a vibe like i think you really do it's like it's like i remember someone saying like when they're the most tired is when they like, put on makeup you know or like do their hair and it's like not fake it till you make it but it's like you're setting a tone you know and um and i do my best to do that but this is my first time so who knows it could all go under but for now it's it's going really well 
sounds like you're creating an incredible just listening to you describe your space too i felt i felt soothed and calmed in my body and i imagine yeah, I that's like plants and yeah some some yeah oh that's nice of you to say but yeah i think i think you want to feel as comfortable as you possibly can be in your workspace what are some of your other self-care practices? I actually read an interview that you did and you did the interview while you were at We Spa, which is a spa here in Los Angeles, which I, I yeah. came to that point in this interview and I was like, yes, this is great kind of self-care multitasking. Uh, yeah. And I was also reading that you suggested quitting or cutting caffeine out to help manage anxiety. So it sounds like you have put into place a lot of things in your life to kind of help yourself on a daily basis. Yeah, I have, um, I have OCD and, uh, a lot of anxiety. And so when I first moved out here, um, it was very hard to just function because you're so overwhelmed by like how lucky you are and how amazing these jobs are. And then it's also just like, we need these jokes now, or we need these things now and pitches and talking in front of a lot of people. And, and I really was like, okay, I can either, I can either like dive into these issues <laughs> and work on them. Um, or I'm going to, I'm going to wash out. Like I knew I was like, I'm good. And I didn't want to have to go back home. And so, um, I found a really great therapist who dealt with a lot of that stuff with me. And then, um, and then I realized, um, if I can kind of lower my heart rate, like my therapist explained that we're all just kind of dumb hunks of meat and that's not the term she uses, but, um, and that we're just like cavemen really. And so that sense of fight or flight, like in the room when I'm stressed out, um, and I can feel myself kind of like, you're almost hugging yourself or your arms are crossed. It's because your body is like scared. And so she was like, even if you just open up your body, like you just put your hands under the table and you touch the bottom of the table and you kind of man spread out that you um, are tricking your body into not feeling like it's in danger. And so your heart rate will actually go down. And so, and it works. Like I, I can pitch better and I can, I can kind of focus better when I do that. And so when I would get a lot of anxiety about writing or getting that first draft out, um, I ended up going to these Korean spas where that's like, you know, $15 on a Tuesday. Um, and I would write in the cafe and it was great because most of the people there were Korean or speaking another language, an Eastern European language or an Asian language. And so you can kind of, just, I personally don't speak those languages, so I can kind of just zone out and just start writing. And then I would finish, you know, say 15 pages and then I would put everything in my locker and then I would just go sit in a hot tub because I would get kind of ramped up and anxious. And so the hot tub kind of would just literally bring me back down, bring the heart rate back down. But while I was in the hot tub, you can't have your phone and, and there's no one to talk to. So you can kind of let your mind wander. And then I would think of jokes or I would think of like a way to fix the problem in the scene I was having or whatever. And then you put all your clothes back on and you go back to that cafe and you fix it or they have patios above. So I think also just like a change of environment. Like I had a friend who said that she would go to different coffee shops when she kind of feel the spirit lose her. She would like go to a different place and that sort of new environment would kind of kickstart it. So the Korean spa is great because they have like a women's only level and then like a co-ed level and a restaurant and, a you know, and so that really did help me for a really long time, especially like getting that first draft out, you know, and then um, because I'm a well-to-do TV lady now um, and because I have a kid, I will often uh, rent hotel rooms to do like the last pass. So like that last polish, polish rewrite. Um, I used to go when I did not have a kid for like three or four days, just like go because I will always get kind of um, preoccupied with other stuff around my house. Um, but if you have a, like I'll go to like a small, nice hotel that's not expensive necessarily, but just to kind of focus in and get get the get the job done. I did drop my husband off at like a local Marriott a couple like last yeah. year when he was on deadline for something and he just sat in a hotel room for three days and <laughs> finished yeah. a project. Yeah, I've I've heard of many writers who actually and probably people with other professions who ha you have to actually like physically remove yourself from all the distractions of home and life. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of like um, solitude is really important and it just is, I, it is for me anyway. And like, I need to let my mind wander and just kind of do dumb stuff in my head for a minute before I get started. It just, the process goes faster. And whenever I try to kind of skip that part of the process, it never totally works. It'll, you'll get it, but it, it just takes longer. So it's like, well, why not just take the time? Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. I want to talk about representation of um, indigenous people in Hollywood um, and kind of what that, what that's been like for you now being in a position where you can 
you know, increase visibility and also hire native people. Um, I just love to hear about what that experience has been like. Sure. Um, I mean, it's never, it's never been great. You know, um, there's no way to kind of sugarcoat that. Um, it's frustrating sometimes when, um, I find that if you look at other marginalized groups, oftentimes people who are not of that group at least have a reference point for that group, you know? So, Mm um, with native people, there was an exhibit at the museum that I worked at that said, you know, every day you may be walking past a native person and not know it. Like there are so many native people statistically speaking, but like, because we're not wearing beads and feathers because we're not necessarily how you imagine native person looks. Um, it's, uh, it's difficult to kind of get on people's radar. And so, um, some of the work in like pitching shows or, or, um, pitching ideas is you have to even just sort of, yes, we're still here. There's just so much pre-work you have to do before you can just pitch the idea mm-hmm. that it's very, it's very difficult. Unless, you know, and I think a lot of the people who've been very successful, if you look at filmmakers like Stolen Harjo and Taika and um, Sydney Freeland, those are people who have really um, gone and stayed in their communities and made amazing pieces of art that are just undeniable and are popular in mainstream culture. But I've, I've come up through this system and, and it's harder to, to do that. I would say, but, um, but not impossible. And so when, when I hooked up with Mike and Ed, it was really great because they were so excited about new stories and, and, um, my background and and my versions of certain scenes and the way things we were pitching stuff. And, um, and so I've had very positive experiences. Um, also I think coming from like an artist background, my mom is a fifth generation master Navajo tapestry weaver. Um, and so I grew up, you know, at art markets in booths selling her work, selling my work. And, um, and so we always had to very quickly be like sort of an ambassador to our culture and like quickly explain to people who we are and what we do in a very short amount of time. And so I've always been ready and like willing to do that, but it, it can get exhausting. And I think it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to craft something that's authentic and, and, and entertaining and funny, you know, when you're kind of jumping over these hurdles at the same time. But this experience so far has just been so great because um, we have we have native characters on the show and and I'm not the only native writer. <laughs> and there's another writer, Tazba Chavez, who's amazing. And um, she'd worked previously on, on some shows and she was saying how when you're the only one and we had a similar experience, it's even when people are super supportive and, and the room is super curious and, and it goes really well, it's still exhausting to be the only one, you know? And so this is just such a great opportunity where if I don't know the answer, one of the four might. And if they don't, we definitely know someone in our group who will, you know, cause we're all different tribes. Um, and, and there's a lot of less like Indians 101 that goes on in the room. And if it is, it's in a way to like help the other writers that are non-native, but it's been really great so far. So I, I really feel like we are, um, I always say, you know, I feel like um, trans people make up 2% of the population and native Americans make up 2% of the population. And if you told me 10 years ago, there were going to be multiple trans shows on TV and multiple movies and, and actors and, and people, not to say that like, it's, you know, they're all good, but just the strides that were made in that, in that, in that demographic. Um, I remember seeing that happening and being like, okay, it's going to happen now. I, I can feel it. it. It's, it's just a matter of time versus I feel like 10 years ago, there was a real feeling of like, it's not going to happen. It could never happen, you know? And just seeing like Taika win yesterday was just yeah. like, it was so crazy. It's just, it's so, it's so, um, I just cried. I just cried in my car. I like couldn't believe it. I mean, I could and I couldn't because it was just so wonderful. And uh, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. We're recording this the day after the Oscars and yes. the YTD one for screenplay, correct? Best yes, adapted, adapted screenplay. Adapted, yeah. For yeah. Rabbit. And like, you know, he is the only indigenous person to have won besides Buffy St. Marie in the eighties for, um, the theme from Officer and Gentleman. So, I mean, it's been, you know, there've been a couple of nominations, but, but he won and it's, it's just so crazy. It's just wonderful. And to like, you know, dedicate it to indigenous people. I mean, who are trying to make the step. It just, it's, it's remarkable. Can you tell our audience a little bit about whether, what Rutherford Falls is about? 
And and also yeah, when it's it, when will we when will it be airing? Do you know yet? That I don't know. We're still we're making it we're making it for the Peacock platform, which is the new um, Universal streaming platform. Which sounds like it's going to be really cool. And um, um, but it's basically set in a small town in upstate New York. And Ed plays the lead, this guy Nathan Rutherford, who is the sort of last Rutherford to live in the town that his ancestors founded. And um, the town is sort of turned upside down when. Um, there's an argument over the moving of a statue, not the removal, but it's a statue of his ancestors and, um, and it has to be moved and it just kind of turns the town upside down. And he has a best friend who's native American and, uh, and it's a comedy and it's, it's, I'm so excited for people to see it, but, uh, but that's sort of like a general description of it. You mentioned your family and you are sixth generation Navajo, mm-hmm. Navajo weaver. And even your family even wrote, or your mom and your aunt wrote a book called spider woman's children about the navajo weavers is that correct i have that right yes it's a pro it's a book of profiles about um different navajo weavers and some of them are women you've heard of before and some of them are kind of women you haven't and it's it's a it's i think it's one of the first if not the first book on navajo weaving written by navajo weavers and um her my aunt and my mother wrote the book and i wrote the foreword and it's on Amazon because I just ordered it. And it's it. on Amazon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious, you know, your your family was supported by this art. And I, I'm wondering if growing up, like, in a, a world where, and as a writer, too, like, your art is also how you made a living and how you make a living. Does that change how you think about art as self-care or writing as self-care? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense if I'm articulating that at all in a way that is clear? Oh, 100%. No, I totally get you. Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, I feel like um, I grew up, my mom put my dad through pharmacy school with Navajo weaving. And when he graduated, he asked her to take a year off because he got a job at Walgreens and she just couldn't do it. She had to keep working. She ended up getting really into beadwork and and she started selling her beadwork. And it's... it's hard. I think um, it's very hard for me to be around people who think that art is something that just comes to you and you have to be inspired to do it. And because to me, I know so many people who, who are true artists and, and have an art brain and think of it in that way, but also it's their job. And, you know, I always say like the Sistine Chapel was a contract job, you know, like everybody um, had patrons and, and I feel like we, we kind of lionize certain types of art and call other types of art craft or, or um, just see it as utilitarian. But um, I've seen my mom have like true visions of what she wants to make for the year or describe um, a way of honoring a certain style of weaving that happened 200 years ago. And, and she has a true vision as an artist, but she also is very much a businesswoman and thinks of it in terms of that. And working in television, I feel like so many of the things that made me excel in native art make me a good TV writer. And, um, and I'm so grateful for, for those tools. But I also know whenever I was depressed or I was living, you know, away from home and I didn't know what to do. Um, my mom would just say like, weave, you know, even if you just weave a couple lines, it'll make you feel better. It'll remind you of home. And so there's, there's definitely something very therapeutic about it. Um, but there's also like a mania you get with weaving where it's like, you have to finish and you like, you know, my mom will say, I'm going to leave for an hour and she'll leave for like 12 hours. Oh my gosh. I was, yeah. I always used to think sometimes she was like a boxer. Cause like she would weave all night and in the morning I would need her to braid my hair and her hands would just be swollen, you know, or we'd have to give her these like massages until she went to, she would just fall asleep. She would just weave until she gave up. And I have, I have a little bit of that. And, and I think it's sort of the opposite of self-care. So mm-hmm. sometimes you kind of have to monitor, um, monitor yourself in that way, because it's, it, you can get into a groove and you kind of can't get out of it and you just want to keep doing it. And it's hard to like kind of walk away. Do you still weave now? I do not as often as I should. Um, my my son is three and a half, and we're going to start teaching him soon. So I'm going to get into it a little bit more. My it's weird. My um, weaving is passed down through the women predominantly, but there've always been male weavers. And um, I always had a really hard time following directions. And like me and my mom would kind of, <laughs> I was a little bit of a rebel with her, and so uh, it was a little harder for me. But my brother um, asked 
to be taught when he was like 10 and he is a great weaver. Like I weave, but he's like a weaver and he is really carrying on the tradition and sort of become the like apprentice to my mother and become just a great, almost just really successful weaver in his own right. And his work is incredible. And, um, and so I, I, I don't do it enough, but, um, but I should. Is there somewhere where we can see your mom's work online? Um, yes, I believe, let me look this up here. Um, if you go to, I think if you go to, um, I'm looking it up here. Yeah. Navajo rugweavers.com is my aunt Linda's website. And, um, they, they teach weaving all over the country. They teach a class in Idlewild, California and in Ojai and Colorado and Pennsylvania all over. And, um, they have a class schedule and they have a link to their book and they have, um, different photos of the work that they do. Um, and you can definitely get a hold of her through, through that site. Well, in addition to finding your name all over the many TV shows that you have written, where else can our listeners find you? Let's say in the online world. Oh, um, I'm at Sierra Ornelas on Twitter and on Instagram. Well, Sierra, it has been so, so great to get to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. You are in the middle of working on your show. Yeah. It's I know your days must be crazy and packed. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was so lovely. Weirdly, this felt like self-care, just getting to have a nice conversation Aww. for 30 minutes. Yay. And now I have to go back into work. <laughs> that, means, that means that's like the nicest compliment we that can really receive. Is. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Dory, you've been in the middle of a move. I have been. And your intention last week was to dig deeper into bathing. Yeah, I wanted to enhance my bath experience. Um, I I have to admit, I got a little sidetracked by some other 
let's be honest, more pressing house issues that I had. But um, this week I am going to invest in a bath pillow. Mm. And I think there's going to be a couple other like... I want to get a new like bath salt thing and I'm just like excited to get into it. I know where my LED candles are. Oh, good. Yeah. So we're getting there. Costco, just FYI, has Epsom salt, oh. bath salt for sale in a big box because I just bought some. Okay. That's good need, to know. If you just want some bulk salt. Yeah. Bulk salt. Bulk <laughs> salt. <laughs> what do you have on your agenda for this week? Well, I have a kind of busy week. Like I was looking at the aforementioned Google Calendar and I was like, oh, like I, I think I've overscheduled myself Did this that week. that sense of kind of overwhelm hit Yes. Um, and so this week I just want to like remember to take some time for myself, which I already did this morning. Tell our listeners what you did. Well, I was awakened at 4 a.m. by the muse of my son. He like wasn't awake, but I could still hear him. And like then I chatting. Yeah. And then I couldn't fall back asleep. And so um, this morning, like after he went down for a nap and my nanny had gotten here, I just like took a little cat nap. Mm. I was like, you know what? I'm real tired. I, I got to go record for a few hours. And we have a long day. We have a long today. day. I'm going to just close my eyes for a little bit. Nice work. Did Thank you, you. Did you feel refreshed after? I felt like, oh, I wish I had closed my eyes half an hour earlier instead of like looking at my phone because I don't, I don't take my phone into bed at night, but when I go down for a nap, I often do and it delays my nap. I do this too. And I shouldn't do that anyway, but at least I got some time in for it. So yeah, so I feel like I'm already on my way to fulfilling my intention. You know, I would love for us to have a longer discussion about naps. And like yes. nap self-care because... You know, I follow a great Instagram about naps. Hold on a second. Let me find this. Now, while you're finding this, I just want to tell people that I've gotten... Did I already tell people that I've gotten into ver- to ASMR soap videos? Did I already talk about this on the no. podcast? Sammy now sends them to me because Sammy's also into ASMR. Oh. Talk about that too someday. Um. The Nap Ministry, this is their Instagram. We examine the liberating power of naps. We believe rest is a form of resistance and reparations. We install nap experiences. And then their whole feed is just about how naps are great. Wow. They sound like they would be interesting guests yeah. on this podcast. Maybe we actually. should reach out to them. Yeah. All right. Well, done and done. Done Look and done. That. Look at what's happening during the intention time. <laughs> Um, how about you? What do you have going on? Okay, well, last week I said I was going to heal my cold. I don't know what it was. If it, it just like mentally, I made more of a commitment to slow down. I was going to bed really early. I really kind of just took it easy. I also exercised, which helped. I just mm. kind of I felt good exercising, mm-hmm. which I don't normally do when I'm sick. And, you know, I was man, I managed to kind of move through my cold. That's great. Then I passed it on to Anthony. Okay. You know, but he can take it on. Yes. He take, he's, he's a grown up. He's holding space for that cold. <laughs> and this week, yes. not to cause you any more stress, but I want to go through our listener voicemails and organize them similarly to how I did the inbox. So this does not cause me stress because you are the master of the voicemails. They come to your Google voice and I don't see them. And they are so wonderful. But Google, number one, Google voice does not make them particularly easy to label, organize. So it's a time intensive process, but I have never set up a system. Mm. So I would like a system to get into these. And actually, mm-hmm. a, a, a Who Weekly tweeted something about their voicemails and it was like, we download, the, like they like tweeted something that was not intended to reveal their voicemail organizational system, but it's it did a little bit to me. And I was like, oh, they have a system in place for their voicemails. I need to really get to the bottom of this because we get so many great messages and a lot, uh, listeners, this is this is too much info, but... We just get like, you know, a ton about a certain topic. Like we have a ton right now about gardening, about yeah. peeing in the shower, uh, uh, like just and I need to figure out one, like how to get them all kind of filed and then ways of going through them and figuring out which ones we're going to play and which ones we unfortunately cannot play. And, you know, just 
there's got to be a better way. Mm. Because also, you know, one way that I am thinking about it is like people take the time to call us. Totally. And I want to like treat those messages with like with respect. And mm-hmm. like even if we aren't able to play them all, like make sure they have a home. Oh, that's so nice. I don't know. Wow. So this is not going to be done in a week, but I really feel committed to getting this done because it does bring me such mental peace when these things are organized and I haven't missed stuff. And I'm just thinking about our excellent adventure Google Voice inbox. Is it organized? No. <laughs> well, I can work on that for a small fee. No, that's okay. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> well, it has been a true joy chatting with you today, Dory. Oh, you know what? Likewise. It's been great to see you. I agree. You came in in your Rothy's shoes. I do. Love when we... And my fig sweatshirt. (laughs) I just love when sponsors are... Uh, Really repping the sponsors today. Um, So that brings us to the end of the road. It does. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dory Freer, and Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sammy Cunio. And Sam Reed is our project manager. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.